With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. This is the Lombardi Line with Mike Palm and Mike Pritchard. Now here's your host, Timmy Abbefe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. It is our number two of the Lombardi line here on the DraftKings Network. Femi Abebefe alongside Mike Pritchard, our VEASAN NFL analyst, played nearly a decade in the National Football League, former first-round pick with the Atlanta Falcons, and also a national champion with the Colorado Buffaloes in the early 90s. Fun first hour. we got a fun second hour on deck as well. 15 minutes from now, Dieter Kurtenbach of the Bay Area News Group, also a contributor out at KNBR in the Bay Area. He'll join us as we break down the Packers and the 49ers. But let's begin our divisional weekend breakdown here, Pritch, mm-hmm. to where we got sides and totals, man, for all four <laughs> of these games. And uh, they've been going on all week. Not a whole lot of line movement that we've seen, as you pointed out when we are talking to Jig Jack in hour number one. But... The Texans on the road at Baltimore, nine and a half point underdogs, total 43 and a half year where the number one seed rested Baltimore Ravens. We're going to get to see them after they had the bye last week. Uh, yeah, how about that? Uh, great job there by Harbaugh and, and certainly Lamar Jackson. Didn't know Lamar was going to be back or not, but uh, he was back and all of a sudden <laughs> they're the number one seed. I know, right? Uh, they let him dangle. Hey, 31 other teams could have had him, right? But mm-hmm. look, uh, uh, you know, I, I think it's been a tremendous job with that roster. Uh, this is a team that has two linebackers that arguably are the best dual linebackers on the field. You can go with the 49ers if you want to as well. Um, but the looks and the pressure that they can generate uh, with their defensive front and then also the linebackers are all over the field and speed, uh, it, it makes it difficult uh, for any opponent. Uh, you wonder how... Houston's going to combat that. Um, you know, it, it's, it's fascinating to me, these matchups, because we have five teams that employ the West Coast offense, maybe six. There, there's some elements with Tampa, but there's, there's five teams that have essentially the same offense, right? Uh, and C.J. Stroud, it's a quarterback-friendly offense. It's a wide receiver-friendly offense. It's a running back-friendly offense. It, it's such a great offense to participate in and play in. Look at Brock Purdy. Right. And I don't know if we have entirely comprehended how well this guy has played. Only five interceptions. I'll put that in context. Peyton Manning's rookie year, he threw 28. He still has a record. He's still that's Peyton Manning. That's Peyton freaking Manning. Right. (laughs) This kid threw five uh, and threw for over 4000 yards. uh, Highly efficient. The only the only thing that I, I worry about, you know, offensive line and injuries and stuff and. I mean, he did succumb to about 38 sacks 
But then on the other side, Lamar Jackson succumbed to 37 sacks, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so a lot of it could be style of play. Uh, he is just remarkable. Uh, yards per completion uh, is off the charts. Only 29 touchdowns in the red zone, though, from an offensive standpoint. Uh, usually the, the big play really helps them, and uh, Nico has been phenomenal. But it, it's a game in which I think the Texans can get inside that number. Some people are predicting a blowout uh, with the Ravens, but I think the Texans, has, they have a good chance of getting inside this number. What's interesting to me, and we talked about this briefly before the show started, is that this is the exact same side and total mm -hmm. as the week one game between these two teams in Baltimore when yeah. the Texans went to Baltimore. And that game was, I believe it was 7-6 at halftime. Then the Ravens went ahead and were able to kind of build up the lead and cover the number there. But I, I know we've upgraded both of these teams, mm -hmm. but doesn't it feel like shouldn't we have upgraded Houston more from week one to this point than we did Baltimore? Because Baltimore, we all thought, was at least a good team entering the season. I don't think everybody thought that they were going to be like elite like one of the two best teams in the league, but we all thought they were a good team. We right. all thought that the Texans were going to be picking in the top five again, mm -hmm, yeah. and now here they are divisional round weekend. I find it very fascinating that it's still the same side and the same total from what we saw in week one. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, you look at, I don't know what the books are looking at. To be honest. I wish it did. If we did, we all be making a lot more money, right? But yeah, um, Might not be here. Sure. <laughs> but, uh, I, no, it, it, rematches are tough, too, and... Um, you know, you're dissecting the tape from earlier. Uh, you're coming up with game plans. You certainly you're going to feature matchups if you can. I mean, if you're Dallas, you didn't think Dobbs was going to do you in, but he did, right? Um, and so I'm sure Harbaugh and, and you know he knows he's familiar with Collins from Michigan and all that, and so they know who they need to stop. But do you play man, which you probably want to, uh, or do you zone it off and and, and hope that? The, you know, they don't get in rhythm and hope that it throws off C.J. Stroud. But the guy is a playmaker at quarterback. Uh, just like you have a playmaker on that side of the ball, Houston has a playmaker as well. So uh, I, I think they just have a great chance to get inside that number. Andrews is not going to be available. Yep. Um, you know, that, that's a blanket. That, that's another playmaker or a mismatch that you're not going to have out there uh, that you might need in a game like this. Yeah, Andrews, it sounds like maybe next week if they're able to advance to the AFC title games, Ravens would host that game as well, by the way, that help out. Also, no Marlon Humphrey, mm -hmm. their number one corner for Baltimore there. And C.J. Stroud, who like you outlined the numbers in comparison to Peyton frickin' Manning. <laughs> in his rookie year, Stroud, 4,000 yards passing while missing two games, by the mm -hmm. way, and only five interceptions. Do you, when you watch Stroud on tape, is he just one of those guys to where five years down the line we're talking about two-time MVP, C.J. Stroud. He's a top-five quarterback. Like, do you see that when you watch him play? Yeah, I mean, it's no different than Patrick Mahomes going from an air raid offense in college to the West Coast offense in the National Football League. C.J. Stroud's going to a West Coast offense, and, uh, and his footwork is impeccable. I mean, the footwork has set you free in this offense. <laughs> uh, and if you watch this guy operate in the pocket, I mean, it is amazing how he creates throwing lanes. Um, he anticipates so well. He's got the arm strength. They want to get vertical, too. Uh, they have some uh, beaters, some coverage beaters, and in, in, in already involved in the offense. And uh, Slowick does a great job of getting to him, too, and setting it up, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and the thing about C.J. Stroud is he knows where he wants to go with the football. Uh, he's not going to make those critical mistakes. He's got three game-winning drives uh, this year, Femi. Lamar has zero. Hasn't really needed them, yeah. though. Um, again, I... Uh, the difference in, in these two offenses, and you're going to rely on defenses because perhaps his game has limited possessions and limited plays, uh, 
you know, the efficiency in the red zone. You wish that was better for Houston. Uh, it's not above 60%. Our stated goal as a player uh, was at least 60%. You, can't, you, got, you got to be above 60% in the red zone scoring touchdowns in order to get to the playoffs. And a lot of these teams meet that criteria, whereas, you know, you look at Houston, they're below 60%. They're around 55%. Yeah, that's been one of the issues for yeah. Is yeah. that the red zone scoring, which is like the, in playoff games, that's typically what decides it. Sure. Are you scoring touchdowns or are you kicking field goals? Right. Like, fewer possessions and all that. Yeah. Fewer plays. I mean, what are you doing uh, with those possessions? And everything is so vital. Uh, and that, that's why I think they have a good chance of getting inside the number. I, you know, the Ravens look like the team that's going to prevail and win this game, though. Yeah. Uh, I, for me, in terms of the side, I would agree with you. It's where I would lean towards Houston just because it feels like Stroud is one of those guys. And maybe this might be the last time. And I heard this uh, on another show uh, earlier this week that this might be the last time that we ever get CJ Stroud catching nine and a half points. Right. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? Right. Like, like, this could be a, hey, last call on this one. <laughs> and I'm not saying they go run out there and bet the Houston Texans, mm-hmm. but I just do, when you think about it from that angle, it's like, hey, if Stroud is a potential like elite guy. Right. And he's catching nine and a half. But I mean, the Ravens, they're really good in, the, in their own right there. I like the over in this game. Me okay. personally, I took, I, I haven't played it yet, but that's something that I'm, I'm looking to take. I would play over 43 and a half, but I'm going to see how low this ends up going just because yeah. I, I think that the Texans can score just enough. And I do worry about Houston's defense against that Baltimore offense. I think Baltimore can really put up a number on those guys. They're Houston a little bit banged up on the defensive line as well. Right. Those guys are going to play, but still Anderson, Grenard missing some practice throughout the week there. If they don't get pressure on Lamar, <laughs> it, can be yeah. prob- it can be problematic on that back end as we saw Flacco able to move the ball up and down the field. Um, we will yeah. talk more about this game a little bit later on in the hour. want to begin our Packers-Niners discussion here, though, Pritch, because like the, the early game, we have a nine-and-a-half point spread, one-seed Niners favored, total 50-and-a-half. How do you kind of see this one from a market perspective side in total? I, I mean, this one, it, because it's identical again, right? It's not a rematch, but in terms of uh, – styles of offenses and what they want to do is similar, right? Uh, I think Christian Watson coming back is, is going to be humongous for Green Bay uh, because that guy, he had limited opportunities, still had five touchdowns, but he is, a, he is a deep threat that you have to pay attention to. One of the surprising numbers I found, though, was Jordan Love was only sacked 30 times on top of the fact that he's playing great football right now. So that tells me he's seen the field very well. He knows where to go with the football, and he's got playmakers out there. We saw that last week against Dallas. So if he's protected, that gets very interesting to me. Um, I know the total is at 50 and a half because uh, I'm expecting San Francisco to score. They, they have too many weapons. They can do too many things. They can evolve uh, to too many other areas of the field as, as an offense uh, as long as Brock Purdy is settled in. Um, and Kyle does a great job of doing that, right? So I, I think San Francisco is going to score. The question is, can Green Bay match it? Uh, can Green Bay surpass it? Because they're going to have to. I don't trust that defense at all. And maybe that's why the spread is where it's at. But offensively, if they get going, if they, if they get out the blocks with all those weapons they have on the field, uh, this game is, is a nice one too. And uh, maybe that spreads a little bit too, too wide as well. Yeah, it's it's another quarterback that we're talking about that played yeah. so well to where if Jordan Love is going to be one of those guys and he's catching this many points, 
you, you think twice about maybe taking the Green Bay Packers at plus nine and a half. There makes, makes you kind of wonder if that's the path that you should go down. The only reservation I have, though, is like, again, red zone efficiency is below 60%. Mm. Uh, but they, they started off slow. A young, young team and young teams, they take leaps forward. And we've seen that uh, from this core group of guys that scan a lot of confidence. Uh, an offensive line isn't anything to write home about, but yet Jordan Love only 30 sacks. I mean, that that's something uh, from an efficiency standpoint that you pay attention to. Um, and, and Brock Purdy's right there with 28 sacks, but he's got a superior offensive line, right? And a running game. Um, but, but Green Bay displayed running game and running ability uh, against Dallas. We'll see if they can be consistent with all that. If they do, uh, yeah, they, they got a good shot of inside this number. Yeah, no, I think it's a really, really interesting game. I have a play on that game that we'll get to a little bit later, but coming up next, Dieter Kurtenbach of the Bay Area News Group will help us break down this game. Packers, Niners, the Saturday Night Special coming up next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. This is the Lombardi Line with Mike Palm and Mike Pritchard. Now here is your host, Timmy Abbefe, on VSIN, the sports betting network. With Omaha Steaks, you'll fall in love at first bite with their tender steaks, juicy burgers, air-chilled chicken, and more. You're going to love every bite. It's Omaha Steaks, guarantee. And for a limited time, when you go to omahasteaks.com slash you will get four free air-chilled boneless chicken breasts and four free rich, juicy, boneless pork chops with your order. Minimum purchase may apply. And it's lunchtime. That sounds good, Rich. Uh, welcome back. This is the Lombardi Line. Femi Abebefe, Mike Pritchard hanging out here on the DraftKings Network. And to join us now to break down Packers 49ers tomorrow night divisional round on the NFC side, it is Dieter Kurtenbach of the Bay Area News Group, also contributor over at KNBR. Dieter, we appreciate you taking the time here this morning. Uh, when you look at this matchup here from these two teams, and especially on the San Francisco side of it, like, I guess from the rest standpoint, is this a healthier Niners team after the two weeks off? Because I know they had the defensive line injuries with Armstead and Hargrave. Like, where are they at health-wise entering this game tomorrow night? 
they're in a stunningly good place for a football team that's played 17 regular season games. I mean, I, I don't think that there's a team more rested than the 49ers coming into this playoffs, and I don't think there's a team that maybe needed it more than the 49ers. They were fading a little bit there at the end, and I don't want to go into the Rams game in Week 18 because that was a lot of backups, and no one really wanted to be there, including the Rams, but uh, they, they were fading in run defense down the line, but Eric Armstead's back. He's practicing in full. The only guy who's out is Clee Farrell, who is the starting weak side or strong side defensive end. Uh, it's a loss. It's unquestionably a loss, but you have Chase Young there. You have Randy Gregory there. It's not as if that uh, position doesn't have depth. But for a guy like Fred Warner, who has to do everything all the time for that defense, absolutely huge. For a guy like Christian McCaffrey, who picked up a calf injury in week 17, absolutely huge to get that rest. And even for a guy like Brock Purdy, who sat out week 18, it's huge. He had two shoulder stingers back-to-back weeks. Just getting that right, getting their mind clear, getting some fresh legs under them. I think it's going to be a huge advantage. And it's one you're going to need against a Green Bay Packers team that, yeah, they've played a lot of hard football over the last few weeks, but they're the youngest team in the NFL. If anyone's got fresh legs, it's them. You know, Dieter, it's very interesting because the style of play uh, of uh, San Francisco on offense uh, is one uh, of a very physical nature. Uh, And then certainly defensively, too, and I think for the 49ers to try to control this game, they're going to have to keep Jordan Love on that sideline and possess that football. So not only physically feeling better, the psyche and that confidence, though, knowing that they can run the ball against everybody uh, also has to bode well for the 49ers. Are you getting a sense uh, that Kyle understands that as well? I mean, this is Kyle Shanahan we're talking about here. He's always going to be his father's son. They're going to run the ball. They're going to run the ball in the postseason no matter what. Uh, Last time they went to the Super Bowl, 2019, they ran the ball all but like 40 times. Every play was a run. Raheem (laughs) Mostert's going off for 200 yards in the NFC playoffs. They ran the ball. That's because they didn't trust their quarterback. They trust their quarterback this time around. And last year in the postseason before Brock Purdy's elbow exploded, teams were daring Brock Purdy to throw it against him. And that was logical. Logical place for the Dallas Cowboys and Seattle Seahawks to go in last year's playoffs. Hey, rookie quarterback, third stringer, wasn't going to make the team. Let's see if this kid's got it. He showed he had it against the Seattle Seahawks. Wasn't so great against the Cowboys. We didn't get to find out against the Eagles. Then he came out and just had an MVP caliber season. Not going to win it, but it was an MVP caliber season. He was outstanding all year. If teams want to dare the 49ers to throw the ball, if they still don't think that Purdy can get the job done, as a passer, all they need to know is that the 49ers had the best passing offense in the NFL this year, and it was twice as good almost as the next best team in terms of EPA per play. That's a fool's errand to ask the 49ers to pass it, but also it's pretty dumb to ask them to run it too because you got Christian McCaffrey in the backfield, again, healthy, and he's as good as any player in the NFL. This is as talented a Niners team as Kyle Shanahan has had. It's actually not even particularly close, and he's had some excellent, excellent teams. This is going to be the Christian McCaffrey show for the next two games, at least in the NFC playoffs, if the 49ers advance, because you got to control the ball. You don't want to put it in the air. You don't want to leave things up to risk. It's all about winning the turnover battle. If the 49ers don't turn the ball over, it is exceptionally difficult to find a circumstance in which they lose against the competition that they'll be facing in the NFC playoffs starting Saturday against the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, no, this feels like this is certainly Kyle Shanahan's masterpiece. We're hanging out with Dieter Kurtenbach, columnist over there in the Bay Area, also contributor for KNBR. Well, Dieter, on the other side of it, because I know towards the end of it, you mentioned they were banged up. There was kind of some concerns from Niners fans about the run defense. Is that the one place where you see that they have a weakness here? If you were to look at this roster from a holistic standpoint, is it that run defense? I think that's fair. And I do think that the 
addition or re- re- reinsertion of Eric Armstead is going to help with that. I'm not the biggest Armstead guy. I- I've made that clear in columns and hours and hours of radio over the years. I, I-, I <laughs> sometimes don't see it with Armstead. But I'll tell you what, Eric Armstead's looking pretty good after seeing his replacements as of late. Maybe that's the biggest problem that the 49ers have going into this postseason. They're a top-heavy roster. And my goodness is the top good. It is exceptional. It's a Pro Bowl roster, up and down. Offense, defense, wherever you want to go. They got dudes on top of dudes. It's crazy. But if somebody gets injured, if something happens, if a finger is broken, if a hamstring pulls, the backups are real suspect. It gets real murky real fast, especially for top-end players like Trent Williams. There's no backup. It is Trent Williams or bust. So the 49ers do have this incredible, exceptional roster, but they got to be on the field and they got to be healthy. It's great that they had that rest. It's great that they took most of week 18 off. They should be as healthy as they can be, but they're still playing full contact football. I should also note, it's going to probably be raining on Saturday mm-hmm. night in the Bay Area. So if you're looking for uh, for an underplay, <laughs> I, would, I would lean towards that right now because that line's probably going to change. But uh, yeah, 49ers run defense. A bit suspect. I think a lot of that was Fred Warner being tired. I think it's Dre Greenlaw being in and out of the lineup. And he is questionable for this game with an Achilles injury. I expect him to play. Uh, It's also a lot of change at safety over the last couple of weeks with Jair Brown being out with a knee injury. I mean, there there are some issues there, no question. Uh, Arizona Cardinals tore him up on the ground. But ultimately, if they commit to stopping the run, they have the kind of players that can go one-on-one in the pass game. I, I, I... I don't know where the real weakness is. I do think it's a bit of nitpicking to say that the 49ers are weak against the run. They're not great, but they're also not bad either when they're fully healthy. Well, how about this, Dieter? Let's get to some scenarios and let's get to some matchups because uh, Jordan Love is playing at a high level at quarterback right now. He's got incredible weapons with Watson, Dobbs, and and Reed. Um, From a matchup standpoint, uh, I I went over some numbers with Femi. I mean, uh, Jordan Love hasn't been sacked that many times, and if they do have a plan for Bosa and they're able to protect him, what is that matchup like in a secondary for San Francisco versus that passing attack with those receivers? I still think it bodes well because of the way that Jordan Love is being protected. Ever since about Thanksgiving, the Green Bay Packers have just sold out and they've gone mass protect on a lot of plays. And you're talking extra tight ends in his blockers. You're talking about play action directly in to pass protection for a guy like Aaron Jones, who's just taken on the linebacker after he gets the play fake. Uh, they're, they're holding in seven, sometimes eight guys to make sure that Jordan Love has the pocket where you can do those little flips off the back foot that he so loves to do. I am suspect about that working against the 49ers. Now, I, I can see a circumstance for sure in which San Francisco isn't getting all the way home, in which they're not bringing down Jordan Love. But I think that with Javon Hargrave and, again, Armstead up the middle, they're going to be able to create enough pressure up the gut, along with Nick Bosa on the outside, and I expect a lot of Chase Young in this game. It's just too quality of a pass rush and too organized of a pass rush to not at least make that pocket a little tighter. And when you have that pocket a little bit tighter than it's been, because Dallas is just chaos. They're coming from all angles. You don't know where they're coming from. But that gives you a lot of opportunities to step up, step to the side, make some things happen. There are spaces to exploit. The 49ers are just going to choke you out. They don't care. They they are going to stay in their lanes and they are going to choke you out. And if you're going to be throwing off your back foot the way Jordan Love has been for the last three, four weeks, uh, that's a pretty scary proposition against his own defense that knows where to be and how to be in the right spot when that ball's floating up there in the air. I am, am, if I was allowed, I'd be prop betting Jordan Love (laughs) 
<laughs> interceptions in this game. Okay. That is for sure. All right. Okay. Jordan Love interceptions. Also, we have it down for a big McCaffrey playoff yeah. as well yeah. Uh, yeah. over these next couple of games. Dieter, we got about a minute left here. Removing the Baltimore Ravens from the conversation, is there a team that is capable of knocking off these Niners and preventing them from winning a Super Bowl? Kansas City Chiefs. It's always the Kansas City Chiefs. And I, I just... I love how we've all just decided that Patrick Mahomes isn't good anymore. That's going to look really good in a couple of weeks. It's going to look so smart, everybody. Uh, I, I am, I'm taking the Chiefs on the money line this week in, in Buffalo. I'm taking that Chiefs defense. I, I think that they're really, really good. I think that there's just enough there. Andy Reid is too damn good to, to not be able to move the ball in these games. I think that Kansas City is going to be the AFC representative over the Baltimore Ravens. The Baltimore is exceptional, as, as I saw on Christmas night with my own eyes. Uh, but I think Kansas City is going to be in the Super Bowl again. I think it's going to be the Niners. And I don't think that the 49ers want to play Patrick Mahomes, man. I don't think anyone does, but I know the 49ers don't. So we'll see how it all shakes out. But Kansas City scares the hell out of me because if they figure it out, the sky's the limit. And we already know that sky is pretty high for them. Well, right now over at DraftKings, Chiefs to beat the Niners in the Super Bowl is 10-1. to 1. Would you like Kansas City in that game if we got that game? I would like the Niners to be favored, but you know, it's the Super Bowl. Things get tight. You never really know. It'd be a, it'd be a pretty raucous 49ers house. I would imagine just given the proximity to Las Vegas and the West coast uh, strength of the fan base. So I, uh, I, I probably take the Niners in that one, but I, I wouldn't be afraid of a chief's money line on the, uh, on the underdog. There we go. He is Dieter Kurtenbach there. Bay area news group. Also KMBR Dieter. We appreciate it, man. Thanks. Anytime. All right, we'll be back to break down more divisional games on the other side. This is the Lombardi Line with Mike Palm and Mike Pritchard. Now here is your host, Timmy Abbefe, on VSN, the sports betting network. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today and get an unlimited access to our VEASAN.com slash picks page. I mean, how about our guy Dieter Kurtenbach in the last segment says he likes Jordan Love to throw an interception. You can go ahead and bet that wherever you do your shopping. For more VEASAN Pro picks, become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today. The Lombardi line will give you 10% off an annual subscription when you use promo code Lombardi. So he's looking to fade Jordan Love here on a Saturday night. This is the Lombardi line. Femi Abebefe alongside Mike Pritchard here on the DraftKings Network. I'm looking at the passing props right now over at DraftKings. And Jordan Love right now to throw an interception, minus 175. Mm. So you got to pay a little bit of a price yeah. if you want to bet that. But Dieter says he expects it to happen. Uh, conditions will be a little bit wet mm-hmm. out there in Santa Clara. Uh, the forecast has been kind of up and down, but at least we can kind of take more of it uh, now as accurate since we're about 24 hours away yeah. from kickoff. And it sounds like we'll get 50% chance of rain uh, during this football game. I mean, these two teams are mutters, though. I mean, San Francisco, they play up there. Um, look, you play in Green Bay. Yeah, I mean, if you're not a mutter, there's something wrong with you. So yeah, rain shouldn't scare you. Yeah, these these guys are mutters, and then also the vertical passing game. I, I mentioned Christian Watson. If that hamstring hang, uh, uh, holds on and and certainly does not impede him anyway, uh, he has that speed. Uh, you know, vertical passing game. You're not worried about cutting, right? You're just going vertical down the field with that speed. So I'm looking for Lafleur to create those matchups. He's he did a great job against Dallas, exploiting them and creating matchups. Uh, and that's going to be no different for him in this game for Jordan Love either. I mean, uh, if they can protect him and if they have a solid plan for Bosa, um, yeah, it, how, you, how do you stop Dobbs, Reed, and, and Watson now? Yeah, I would say that's probably where I would disagree with Dieter is that like – because I know he said that he 
pretty comfortable with the Niners DBs mm. on the back end. I ain't. I, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not comfortable. <laughs> like those guys can run, man. Yeah. Like, and all of our movement skills are really good. They're really good after the catch. Yeah. I, it can if they don't get pressure on Love, he's gonna find open receivers. Right. Right. Put like, it this way, Femi. Uh, you you know, as a player, we we used to pick which highway was gonna be wide open, with no toll. Uh, and there's Please a, explain this. There's a, there's a few freeways mm. uh, wide open out there. If Uh-oh. you want to man up, uh, please man up. Um, I mean, uh, there's some, there, you know, Ward is not the same type. He's never been really a cover guy, uh, a man-to-man type of cover guy. He's physical. He's physical, but he's not really that great dynamic, you know, man-to-man cover guy. Um, Thomas, yeah, that's, that's a good highway, Highway 20. <laughs> Highway 20. <laughs> let's let's just protect and highway get. 20. Let's see if Highway t- 20 is wide open tonight. Mm. Seriously, mm. you, you got to exploit that. <laughs> maybe maybe the, the the Lenore Lane could be open sure. there with Diamador yeah. Lenore. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Who knows what's going on <laughs> on that Niners back end? But no, I. I, I agree with you. I think that they, they can exploit that back end if yeah. they block. But it all comes up to blocking up front. Eric Armstead back. Mm-hmm. Now you have Armstead. You got Hargrave. You got Bosa. You got Chase Young now stepping into it. So, like, you have a lot of talent on that front four. If you can't block them, it doesn't matter. We, me and you could be back there on the back end. We might be able to hold up in coverage if the pass rush gets home. Yeah. But yeah. if they don't get home, uh, I think Love might have a lot of success mm-hmm. in this football game. I uh, wanted to continue the discussion, though, to Sunday afternoon where the Detroit Lions – one win away from the NFC title game. An incredible season for the Lions. Six and a half point home favorites against the Buccaneers. Total is at 49. We discussed the coordinators and the head coaching interviews that they have. Ten of them combined between Ben Johnson, the OC, and Aaron Glenn, the defensive coordinator. But how do you see this team, once we get down to Sunday, playing against this Tampa team that's coming off a short week, right. having beat Philly Monday night? Yeah, you know, here's where, you know, Todd Bowles might have an advantage, and, and certainly, I mean, you got Detroit with the best offensive line in the playoffs right now, I think. Um, and, and they have to be a, a two-way team. They have to run it, uh, certainly help out uh, Jared Goff. Uh, because I, here's the difference of Todd Bowles and Mike McCarthy. The looks that he gave that Philadelphia team and Jalen, I mean, I, I, how are you going to prepare for all that? You don't. You're on the sideline looking at tablets and kicking and throwing things because now you're trying to adjust all game long. Uh, if Todd Bowles can do that and create some turnovers, uh, Tampa has a chance in this one. Um, I, I've been on the fence whether I want to take the points, uh, do some things with teasers and stuff. I was or, say, is the syndicate working on uh, divisional weekend? Uh, yeah, they're working. Um, right now, I believe they have um, – I believe they teased down. No, I, I got to double check with them. I'll okay. double check. Well, we'll figure it out during the break. Yeah, I'll, I'll call them up or text them. Um, but right now, it's for me only. I mean, I for for certainly Tampa Bay in a situation of what they're doing offensively is very intriguing to me. But it's all about that defense and the looks that they can throw at, uh, I believe, a distracted Detroit Lions team. Um, and, you know, that that that's where I, I want to make my final decision as to get closer and closer to kickoff. But um, – no, I, I think the matchups are there, certainly for Baker uh, and, and Tampa Bay offensively. Uh, Detroit, they have great matchups, as we know, too. Uh, but it, it's, it's about Jared Goff. And what can Todd Bowles do uh, to confuse that guy? He's, he's going to disguise everything. Uh, and he's going to throw some type of blitzes and some type of looks. He's got too many athletes on the field at linebacker with so much speed. 
uh, that they can get home and be disruptive up front. Uh, and that's something that's going to be different for Detroit uh, to prepare for. What do you make of the emotional hangover for the Detroit Lions? I get that it's a playoff game. Mm-hmm. They're not going to be like a letdown. But still, like Sunday was a very unique emotional night for that fan base, that city, the organization, winning their first playoff game since 1991 and doing it against their former franchise quarterback and Matthew Stafford. Right. Like that's clearly a very emotional game. Like we, the broadcast talked all about it. We all saw the, the game. Now you follow that up here. It's like, do you think that plays any into what we see come up this weekend? Maybe, maybe it's a slow start and then they get going. Like any sort of angle there to maybe could we potentially bet the Buccaneers in the first half? Is that a way to look at this thing? Sure. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I, there's all bets are on the table here for all these games, to be honest with you, Fem. I mean, looking at the first half, you know, slow starts, rust and all this and layoffs and, and teams with momentum. I think there's tons of opportunities from a, from a betting standpoint in that regard. Uh, the, the atmosphere is going to be off the chain. It is going to be so electric. Uh, you know, Tampa's going to have to handle that energy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I was in the league when that team got to the playoffs and won a playoff game. They faced Washington, who we lost to, uh, and they got destroyed against Washington, too. So I, Detroit been chomping at the bit for this game. I get it. Uh, the fellas, yeah, there's going to be nerves, but once he settled down, it's football again. I, I'm concerned about Detroit's defense. Uh, and the matchups and the problems that I think Tampa can present. Uh, they got to protect. Uh, we know that. Uh, certainly Baker's been one of the higher-sacked quarterbacks. Uh, but he's seeing the field, and he's getting the ball out of his hands, and they're running it enough to have a little bit more play action than you would expect. Uh, so it's all to me, it's all about Bowles and Kenny get the golf. Uh, that running game is going to be a problem, I believe. But uh, if you can get the golf and create some turnovers, that's when Tampa has a chance right there. I low-key like the under in this game. Okay. And I, I wonder, because it's the more we, we've been kind of talking this out, and I've thought about Aaron Glenn, the defensive coordinator, previously had ties to the New Orleans Saints organization. Mm-hmm. The Saints just put an absolute clamps on Tampa about three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Does Glenn maybe kind of copy the Dennis Allen game plan? Because if there's one thing that Detroit's defense can do, it's stop the run. And if you maybe make the Bucks a little bit one-dimensional – can, can this be a little bit lower scoring than the market thinks? Because the total right now has gone up a little bit. It's now at 49. It was around 48, 48 and a half, but we're 49 pretty much across the board. Yeah. If it continues to go higher, I feel like I'm going to bet the under in this game with where I believe with both run defenses being really good at maybe those red zone possessions instead of being touchdowns and end with field goals. Well, yeah, I mean, you, you got another rematch, too. I mean, familiarity and all yeah. that. I mean, And that game was 20 to 6 down in Tampa. Yeah, yeah. Uh, everything kind of new at that point. I mean, Tampa got – they, they play better football down the stretch. Now, your point about New Orleans, you know, that's twice a year. That's tendencies, and that's, that's really mm-hmm. knowing your opponent uh, from a divisional standpoint, which comes into play now, too, in the playoffs because you're, you're going to dissect everything um, uh, from all season long, and you're going to have it, uh, uh, you know, divided up, and you're going to have certain tapes that you're watching just on certain tendencies and areas on the field. I mean, all this stuff is in there uh, from a game plan. I think it's in the number two, though. Uh, I think all this stuff is in a number yeah. uh, already. Um, what, what's going to determine this game, I believe, is going to be turnovers. You know, can they can Tampa Bay generate turnovers? Uh, and, and you know, does does the Lions do the Lions? Can they avoid the critical mistake? You know, and uh, if they play a clean game, if the Lions play a clean game, then then yeah, I mean, I think that's the side under seven. Uh, but man, I, I'm on the fence, but I'm leaning towards Tampa uh, in the points in this one. Yeah, it's just the, the the reason why I'm a little bit scared about taking Tampa's 
that atmosphere, especially in the mm-hmm. second half. Like I could see Tampa maybe for a half hanging in there, yeah. but <laughs> if if something went wrong in the second half, they could get absolutely swallowed by that whole like just like the frenzy that Ford Field might be mm-hmm. in. I I lean to the under here. Yeah. I don't. I I just can't make it with the side in this game. Well, they need turnovers. Tampa needs turnovers. They do. So. Um, the under uh, certainly uh, comes into play, too, uh, if there are turnovers. And uh, Detroit shutting down a team? I, like, I don't know. <laughs> Their pass defense is not good. Uh, no. <laughs> Leaves a lot to be desired, yeah. that's for sure. Yeah. All right, we've saved the best for last. On the other side, our full breakdown, side total of the game everyone's watching, Bills Chiefs coming up next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events... You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening. This is the Lombardi Line with Mike Palm and Mike Pritchard. Now here's your host, Timmy Abbefe, on VSN, the sports betting network. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs, is bringing you an offer that'll help make the playoffs electrifying. New customers can bet five bucks on any game and get two hundred instantly. And bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VEGAS only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code VEGAS. The crown is yours. Boy, this show flew right hmm. by here, Pritch. This yeah. is the Lombardi line on the DraftKings Network. Femi Abebefe, Mike Pritchard, hanging out with you guys on a football Friday. Uh, thank you to the two guests that we had on the program, Carl Jack Johnson and Dieter Kurtenbach over at the Bay Area News Group, columnist down there and a contributor to KNBR. But Pritch, before we go forward, let's give out the pro tip. Mm-hmm. For the day, and in both instances, in the Lions-Bucks game and also the Chiefs-Bills game, the juice is kind of indicating that we're about to hit the key number of seven and three, respectively. To where, if you like Buffalo or if you like Detroit, maybe the advice is to go ahead and bet that now before we land on seven and three. Yeah, yeah, sound advice right there too. Uh, especially, you know, if Detroit is a is a as a teaser leg for you, like, you know, checking in with some, some folks. Mm. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no, that, that sound advice. I like that key numbers. We all know what the key numbers are and you certainly want to avoid those situations. I, 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 in Kansas city and Buffalo, we'll get into a little bit more, but there's such a, 
a rivalry, right? It's such a there's, there's so many good goodness in this game that you know uh, I, I think the difference between two and a half and three is going to be huge. Yeah, and also conversely, if you like KC or yeah. if you like Tampa, maybe you wait and you mm-hmm. take plus three or plus seven. Yeah. So um, I think that's a good way to look at it. Let's get into that game though, Chiefs Bills. It, it it to me it feels almost like that Cowboys Niners rivalry of the '90s, yeah. Of where it was Steve Young was like, can he beat the Cowboys? Can he get over the hump? And then finally in '94 they went ahead and did it when they had home field advantage right. in the NFC title game. Well, now Buffalo for the first time in this playoff series between these two teams, which it feels like they play every single year, Buffalo now gets Mahomes at home for Patrick Mahomes' first road playoff game. The Bills, two-and-a-half-point favorites at DraftKings, minus 120, total at 45-and-a-half, but a litany of injuries on the Buffalo side. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we'll get to injuries, but, I mean, be careful what you ask for, Buffalo, because you're asking (laughs) uh, for Patrick Mahomes, he's not at home. Don't, don't worry about that. Patrick Mahomes is one of the most fierce competitors you'll ever see. He's a boogeyman. Uh, yeah, and it doesn't matter if that guy's on the road, uh, uh, away, or neutral. <laughs> I mean, this guy, he played the Rams. Remember that game? They had that shootout in the Rams. And the Jared Goff, right? Oh, yeah. my goodness. And uh, he threw like three interceptions. One of the first games I've seen Patrick Mahomes really blow up and throw multiple interceptions. But still, I think had a chance to win that game. If, yeah. I, I can't remember who won it, but... The Rams won. The Rams, yeah, but they still had a chance to win it. I think they lost by three. Um, here you go, though. Patrick Mahomes, 74 and 22 as a quarterback. Josh Allen, 63 and 30. I mean, this is the matchup we wanted. Uh, it's unfortunate for Buffalo to not be at full speed defensively, and, and I think that could hurt them. Uh, and they, they got some key players that's not going to allow them to have matchups. They, they reinvented themselves. They got a two headed monster at tight end. That's going to be something that. Um, Kansas City is going to have to deal with. But defensively, Kansas City, that's how they've evolved. I mean, this is a last run for Chris Jones in that defense. Chris Jones is going to hit the free agency market and, and, and get the bag, uh, maybe two, because mm. <laughs> they're not going to fit everything in one bag. <laughs> um, and Patrick Mahomes is now in the playoffs uh, with, with, with the blueprint on how to get to the Super Bowl. I like Kansas City. I'm waiting uh, I want to know about some some other things with this game, but you know if the juice is telling me that it could climb to three, okay, that's even better. Uh, but no, I, I like the situation uh, with a great quarterback, not a good quarterback, with a great quarterback catching points. And Josh Allen is everything to Buffalo. We know that, um, and he could be everything offensively. But with this many injuries and and these many key players banged up, I no linebackers either to speak of and. How are you going to match up with Kelsey, right, with no linebackers? And I I just think that gets difficult for Buffalo, even though they're going to be at home. Yeah, the injuries are massive on the Bills' defensive side, and it's the back seven that we're talking about here. Terrell Bernard, who has been their Mike linebacker, he's been the green dot guy ever since they lost Matt Milano in the game in London against the Jaguars. He had the bad ankle injury, was carted off. They, he didn't practice at all this week. They haven't ruled him out, so they're saying he's a game-time decision. Mm. I, I don't know what they're going to give him pre-game to, to get that game-time decision on the right end, but that's yeah. something to look forward to. Like it's, even if he's out there, he's clearly compromised. You have Tyrell Dotson, who's questionable. The guy who backs up Bernard, Balen Specter, he's already been ruled out. Milano, mm. of course, is already on the IR. And then in the secondary, 
Teron Johnson right now is in concussion protocol. Yeah. So he's been limited so far through practice. We'll see if he can clear that. And they're already <laughs> down Taylor Rapp at safety. Christian Benford, another corner, has already been ruled out. Rasul Douglas, it sounds like he should be good to go. He missed the game on Monday. It looks like he'll be good to go in this game. But, man, it's a litany of injuries on the back seven. And now you're going up against the best quarterback of his generation. Yeah. And Patrick Mahomes, the two-time MVP. It's a brutal setup here for Buffalo. Yeah, it really is. And, you know, Kansas City, they're not going to be too fancy. They're going to come straight at you with the running game. Um, they're going to try to power you a little bit. But then with the passing game, it's going to be precision. You know, Rice has stepped up as flanker. Uh, and that's really been a bailout situation for uh, for Patrick Mahomes. You know, getting rid of the football, five-step, three-step drops, getting rid of it quickly and all this stuff. And uh, Kelsey is where, you know, if he shows up in this game, how does Buffalo combat that? And then with limited possessions and also plays, if they can't penetrate and really have a lot of success, early success against that Kansas City defense, are they going to be one-dimensional with Josh Allen and be able to kind of hang in this game? I mean, that, that, that just gets difficult as well as pressure, whereas Patrick Mahomes has been there and done that. Yeah, he, he's you know, been there, done that everywhere, except yeah. for on the road in the playoffs. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he hasn't done it yet. Sure. And we're going to find out Sunday afternoon. And on the offensive side for Buffalo, Stephon Diggs, he didn't practice yesterday, mm -hmm. but it sounds like he should be able to get back on the field out there today. I haven't seen anything on him today, but uh, I would anticipate Diggs plays in this game. But they will be missing wide receiver two, Gabe Davis. Right. He's missed the last few weeks, didn't play week 18, didn't play on Monday, not going to play on Sunday against KC. Yeah, it's, a, it's about the tight ends and the play action because they are mm – -hmm. Typically, you know, Buffalo, uh, you know, you're going to look at them at 60-40 pass run ratio. They've been closer to 55-45. Uh, they've been running the ball, and, and certainly Cook's been outstanding. Uh, and then you got the element with the six eligible with Josh Allen. I mean, uh, some props right there with that guy. I mean, he's everything to Buffalo, right? Um, the, the run that he had last week was spectacular. Uh, and then he also has that, is he going to slide? Or is he not going to slide? Pulled the okey-doke last week. Right. But, you know, if you're Josh Allen, think about it this way. If I'm a defensive back and I see Josh Allen running at me, he ain't sliding because he's bigger than me, right? And, and he thinks that he's tougher than me. But if you're a linebacker or, or uh, you know, defense alignment and you got a shot on Josh Allen, he's sliding. Uh, and, and I think that's something that's a tip uh, or a tail that shows up on tape. But I, I'm looking, Kansas City's going to try to knock the fire out of this guy uh, if he runs the ball, and, and, he, and they have that opportunity when he's in the secondary. You like KC. Yeah. The points are outright. I mean, it's kind of the same with the points, but that's um, small. If it gets to three, I mean, I'm going to love the points, taking the points, obviously. I mean, I, I sprinkle a little bit uh, on them winning the game. I mean, uh, it, <laughs> there's so much momentum with Buffalo. There, there's so much, um, uh, you know, enthusiasm for Buffalo and, and the, the streak that they've been on and how they got themselves in this position. But I, I, there's a lot of flaws with this team. There was, there's some flaws. They, they had a new coordinator change. They had a coordinator change. They had to. Yeah. Uh, and now they got all these injuries on an aging roster. And then on, th on top of that, Fem, this team, I call it Buffalo's last stand because there's so many free agents, pending free agents in this game or on, this, or on that roster. Now it can go one way. It can go great because they all want to get paid uh, if they get to the Super Bowl. Or if it's a struggle out there, you wonder what they're thinking about, right? I wonder what creeps in uh, to, to certain players' heads when, when, look, I'm about to hit the free agency market and, and, and hopefully get a bag or two. 
Uh, but so far, so good right now for Buffalo. They, they've banded together, and they've been executing okay. I think they get it done. Okay. Um, we're going to be oppo. I like the <laughs> Buffalo Bills. I like that. I like I, it. I laid two and a half. Right? Now, now or never for Buffalo, and they finally got them at home. Mm. I think this is the game they get it done. I think the red zone is where we'll see yeah. uh, this game decided. Kansas City's offense, I mean, Miami's defense was banged up last week. And that offense was still horrendous in the red zone. <laughs> like they were still, they should have won that game thirty-eight-seven, and mm. and they were they couldn't because they were kicking field goals. Mm-hmm. You do that against Josh Allen, you're gonna lose. And I think the Buffalo Bills are gonna win this football game. I think Buffalo, their run game gets them just a little bit more in the red zone with Cook, with Allen, what he's able to do on some of those six eligibles. Yeah, give me the Bills. Are they gonna Are they gonna execute in the red zone? I think they will. Okay. Yeah. Put it this way. Yeah. It'll be better than the Chiefs. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> It'll be better sure, than the Kansas City sure. Chiefs. I laid the number. Uh, real quick. So do you have – who are your your winners for this week? Do you, you like Baltimore to advance? Um, I do like Baltimore. I mean, I'm not going to overthink it. Baltimore, the two number one seeds, I mean, yeah. uh, history suggests number one seeds are going to prevail. Right? Are you going with all home teams? Except Kansas City. Kansas City is uh, – Yeah. I, I'll, I can't I'll go, seize my upset. I'll go all four home teams advance, and, and shock will prevail in the divisional <laughs> round. That does it for us on the show today. Thank you for everybody for listening. Good luck with the bet. Sharp money's coming up next on Vison. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.